Welcome to the LBC Sermon Podcast. This podcast is recorded live at Love Beyond Church in Harveston, Johannesburg, every Sunday at 9am, and may include the sounds of God's creation and our scenic environment. Join us as we press into the heart of God and His will for our lives. Welcome. Father, we just bring this morning before you, Father. Father, we don't come here to see a man, Father. We don't come here to worship a man or to be entertained, Father. But we come here, Father, to see you, to be touched by you. Father, we thank you, Lord, that in your presence is fullness of joy, Father. In your presence is everything that we need, Father. So, Father, today we just hungry for your presence, Father. So this morning I just encourage you just to put aside all the cares of this world. Put aside all your anxieties, all your stresses, all your worries and run into His loving arms. Allow Him to touch you this morning. Allow Him to minister to you this morning. Because believe me, our God is more than able. He's more than able. So whatever you're facing, I believe there's somebody that needs to hear this this morning. But as we were singing, the Lord showed me, He said, you know, when you face your darkest, when is the darkest hour that you face? The darkest hour that you face in the natural is midnight, correct? That's when everything's dark. And God wants you to hear that you're moving from midnight into light. You're moving from midnight. So if you've been standing... If you've been fighting, if you've been, bat- if you feel battle weary, remember the battle is mine, says the Lord. And the Lord is saying this morning that He's taking you from darkness, from your struggles, from your strife, from your stresses, from whatever you're facing. God is taking you out of that and moving you into light, into daybreak, into dawn. He's taking you into a new day in Jesus' name. And I tell you, we sang that song about victory. And the Lord says, the victory is mine. We're not fighting for victory, church. We're fighting from victory. Jesus has paid the price. He's paid the price. So we just have to step in and walk in the fullness of what is. And you know what? The enemy's a liar. Come on. The enemy's a liar. He wants you to believe the lies. But I'm telling you, what the enemy is telling you is not the truth. The truth is what God tells you. The truth is what's in His Word. What the God says about your situation is the truth. doesn't matter what you're facing in the natural. That is not the truth. The truth is the Word of God, church. It's the Word of God. And He says, I love you so much. Please just take my Word. Take my Word and walk in my Word. I am the Word. I'm true to myself and I watch over my Word to perform it. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Church, please take your seats. Please take your seats. Hallelujah. Whoa. Well, Andre, tell you what, Jeanine, that was that was beautiful. I don't know about you, but I kind of feel always that I could just I've really had church. <laughs> we can go home now. But um, hallelujah. Such a blessing. You know, it's such a blessing to get into God's presence. You know, in, in God's presence, we feel fullness of joy. We just feel that everything is okay, don't we? In His presence. Hallelujah. Well, I tell you, I'm, I'm, I'm thanking God, first of all, that I'm here this morning. Hallelujah. Because, um, you know, the enemy tries, eh? Um, I'm very blessed. In fact, both my wife and I are very blessed. We, we very seldom get sick. But, um, yeah, you know, the, the enemy tries, and uh, we kind of picked up a bit of a flu. But, praise God, 
the devil wasn't going to keep the word from coming forth this morning. So here we are, and we're ready to minister, and we're ready to bring the word of God. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Well, we had a very interesting week last week. For those of you, I know a lot of you were traveling. Actually, before I carry on this morning, there's two things I just don't want to forget. Um, the first thing I don't want to forget is that I want us to actually just pray for one of our brothers who just had a shoulder operation, Emil, who couldn't be here this morning. He went into theater on Friday. His shoulder was playing up again. So we're just gonna we're just gonna lift him up in prayer. Is that okay? And you also just lift him up in your prayer in your in your prayer closet as well. So I just want to pray, Father God, we just bring a meal before you this morning, Father, and I thank you, Lord, that for a successful operation. <coughs> I thank you, sorry, I thank you, Lord, that you touch his shoulder, Father. I thank you, Lord, that you are our healer. So, Father, by your stripes. We were healed, and I thank you, Father, that you touch Emil's shoulder right now in the name of Jesus. And I thank you, Father, for a quick recovery in Jesus' name. Amen. Excuse me. Hallelujah. Healthy sneezing. Germs can't touch you in Jesus' name. Amen. When I open my water, then we'll start. Hallelujah. Can we move back, Eric? I was going to ask you to come forward. Where's your play? I was going to ask you to please stand and sit closer to the front because uh, where's your play? So, hallelujah. No, okay. <laughs> so, um, you know, or would that be foolish presumption? I don't know. You know, because sometimes as, um, as believers, we do have foolish presumption. You know, we trust God for a jet and we haven't trusted Him for a loaf of bread. Um, but anyway, let's not go there. But um, yeah, feel free to come forward and um, <laughs> Hallelujah, Hallelujah. Um, now you got me. Pray for a meal. My word, what was the second thing? Yes, yes, yes. In fact, there's three things. Pray for Eric's memory. Praise God, Hallelujah. I walk here with the mind of Christ. Thank you, Jesus. Right. Somebody at Love Beyond Church has just had a birthday on Saturday. Um, so we'd really like to wish Kylie a happy birthday. It was on Saturday. Thank you for being such a blessing, Kylie. Thank you. And I think because you're all so musical, we can sing happy birthday to Kylie. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Kylie. Happy birthday to you. Hip hip. Hip hip. hip. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And guys, that's another thing I also wanted to bring up. Please, we'd also like to, um, you know, we've only been going three months. Praise God. And the Lord has said it's time for us to start building a database. Uh, we would just like to be able to get your contact details, i.e. your cell phone number, your email address. Was there anything else? Birthday. Yeah, because we'd like to be able to know when it's your birthday so we can actually wish you on your birthday. So has anybody else had a birthday just recently? Yes, Vanessa was on the 22nd of March. Oh, well, happy birthday for the 22nd of March. Ah, and Sheriff, when was your birthday? Oh, on the 1st oh, of May. Well, Sheriff, happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. Well, anyway, everyone who has had a birthday, my prayer for all of you is that may this year may this year be a blessed year, filled to overflowing with God's richest blessings. Amen. Amen. So, um, last week we were supposed to carry on with uh, part two of honor, but the Lord had other plans. So, as I was getting up to minister on honor, the Lord um, gave me a, another message to bring, literally just as I was standing up to come forward. And um, so I ministered on, it was about Abraham and obedience. So I, I would encourage you to get, to get that. It was straight, there was no preparation, but the Holy Spirit obviously needed that message to get out. Uh, the week before we laid the foundation for honor, we did a, an introduction just to get everybody on the same page as to what honor is. So I also recommend, I know we do have it all on our website, 
So all the messages are there. They're also on YouTube. So I would just encourage you to actually get this, um, find the message on the first message on honor because it actually brings clarity to what we're talking about when we talk about honor. Because a lot of us have a very, um, you know, we have the wrong understanding of what biblical honor is. You know, and why does God want us to honor people? Um, and we often think it's based on behavior, but it's not based on behavior. It's actually based on the fact that we've been created in God's image. And the fact that God dwells, when we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, He comes to dwell in us. So we should be, number one, treating all people with honor. And then we should be honoring people in the body of Christ because we actually have Jesus in us. So um, it's very important that we understand exactly what honor is and why we should honor people. So this morning I'm going to carry on with honor and I'm going to look at God willing. So I'm going to be very focused. Say amen. Thank you, Jesus. I'm not going to go on a journey. Um, I'm going to get straight to the point. Stick to my notes in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. And everybody said amen. amen. Thank you. So this morning I'm going to be looking at the following. I'm going to be looking at honoring God, honoring your spouse, honoring your parents, honoring those who are older, honor your boss, honor your church leaders, honor government officials, which is very difficult in the South African context, honoring police and military, very difficult in the South African context, honoring your children, and honoring others before yourself. But I just want to start off with just laying a, or just bringing something out into the open. I really believe that the problem that we have in the body of Christ is that a spirit of disrespect and a spirit of dishonor has entered the body of Christ. You know, there's a lie that respect and honor is earned, which is not a biblical truth. I'm going to say that again. Respect and honor isn't earned. That's, that is a worldly misconception. And in the body of Christ, we don't, we don't follow that truth. We don't respect and honor people because it's earned. In 1 Peter 2.17 from the NIV, it says, Show proper respect to everyone. Love the family of believers. Fear God. Honor the emperor. So we need to bring the virtue of honor and respect back into the body of Christ. Amen. And in doing so, we will be able to, God will be able to work through us. You see, a lot of us are actually trusting God for breakthrough in our lives. A lot of us are trusting God that we want to go, to, we want to be used of God. We want to go to the next level. Amen. But God is saying, listen, this, that, that is why God has taken us back to these, what we often regard as foundational stuff, but they're not foundational stuff. These are keys that we need to have to be able to unlock the truth that God wants us to operate in. And many of these, these truths have actually been skewed by, by even abuse within the body of Christ and our own misunderstandings that don't line up with the Word of God. So in doing so, God will be able to work through His body to elevate and bless those around us, by, thereby empowering God to make a difference to others and in our own lives as well. Okay, so honor is not just about other people receiving honor, but honor is also about us being able to get honor back from God. Amen. So, honor God. 1 Samuel 2.30 says this. It says, those who honor me, I will honor. That is powerful. God is saying, those who honor me, I will honor. So if we're not honoring God, that's the opposite part of it. Is he going to honor us? No. See, honor is God's system. It's very important to remember this. This is not something that's made up by um, pastors or made up by people within the body of Christ. This is actually what God is. God is honor. God is love, but God is a God who, is, who operates within the parameters of honor. It's his way. It's his being. It's his doing. And he expects it to be ours too. The first place we are called to direct our honor is to him. You know, we cannot honor one another if we're not honoring God. You see, God created us like this for this. And sometimes we're running around trying to honor people, but we should be firstly honoring God. Because that's, that is the first key. If we can't honor God, how are we going to be able to honor other people? Revelation 5.12 says, He is worthy to receive honor 
and glory and praise. He is worthy. I want church. He is worthy to receive honor and glory and praise. Without complete and genuine honor to God, it will be impossible to honor anyone else. If we're not honoring God, we are not going to be honoring anyone else. This is where it starts. Some people think they honor God simply because they acknowledge He exists. You know, simply because we believe in God doesn't mean we're honoring Him. In fact, even because we attend church and speak Christianese doesn't mean we're honoring God. You know, we can be walking around going, Hallelujah, praise you, Jesus, Hallelujah. I'm blessed coming in and I'm blessed going out. Oh, worthy word. I'm saying, yeah, that's all good. But issue about honoring God is when we honor God, we honor God with our hearts. But there's far more to it than just exterior actions, church. Honor cannot be faked. It only comes from the heart. I'm going to repeat that. Honor cannot be faked. It only comes from the heart. So how do you honor God? Well, his word is very clear. We Firstly, we honor God in our finances. We honor God in our finances. Proverbs 3, 9 says, Honor the Lord with your possessions and with the first fruit of all your increase. You know, if we cannot be faithful and honorable with the deceitful riches, I mean, let's be honest, nothing exposes our hearts more than money. If you want to actually understand where someone's heart is, go and look at their, I know I say this often, but go and look at their bank account. Go and look at their bank statement, see where they're spending money. It'll tell you exactly how much they honor God. When you obey God by tithing and giving back to Him what is His. Now remember, when we get an understanding of this crucial point, we're giving back to God what? What belongs to us. We're giving God back what? We're giving God back what belongs to Him. Everything belongs to God. Nothing belongs to us. When we get an understanding of this, we are not owners in the body of Christ. We are stewards. We are stewards of everything. God does not give us ownership. God does not give us ownership of it. We are stewards of it. And we give back to him what is his. So when we do that, we absolutely demolish any plans the enemy has for our money. By giving to God and doing and honoring with our finances, we actually demolish any plans that the enemy has for our finances. The second way we honor God is in what we say. Oh, brothers and sisters, this is such a big one. That the power of life and death is in the tongue. And very often we can just be so dishonorable to God with, by, by what we say. See, words of doubt, unbelief, negativity and grumbling are dishonoring to God. And they fail to acknowledge what He has done in your life. I mean, just think about it in the natural if you've, if you've got someone who just all they do is moan and complain and grumble. Oh, you know, you continuously have that around you. My question is, do you actually really want to be around that person? Do you really feel like even, yeah. So, I mean, it's very dishonoring when we actually do that. It is not what God requires us to do. See, coarse language, inappropriate joking is not showing honor to, to his vessel. Okay, inappropriate, joking, coarse language is not showing honor to his vessel. Now, remember, you are a vessel of honor that God has created. His Holy Spirit has come to abide in you. You are a temple of the living God. Amen. Amen. So we need to be able to conduct ourselves. And brothers and sisters, this is not about perfection. This is about an issue of the heart. So when we do that, we're not showing honor to his vessel, which is your body, which includes your mouth. And I mean, it's a tough one. And I have to repent often, man. When that taxi cuts me off, 
You know, um, sometimes what comes out of my mouth can be a bit inappropriate. Or a bit coarse, I suppose. But what I'm saying is, it's not about our perfection. It's about how do we actually honor God. And we need to honor God with about what comes out of our mouth. And one of the ways we honor God by what comes out of our mouth is we don't allow ourselves to speak negativity. We speak the word of God. When we declare the word of God, we are honoring God. Amen. So instead of looking at your situation that you face and go, oh, I'm never going to get through this. I'll never make it. We actually say, no, no, my God is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above what I could ever hope, think, or imagine. You know, we need to start declaring the word of God as opposed to speaking negativity over our circumstances and situations. How else do we honor God? We honor God in what we do. John 14, 21 says, Those who obey my commandments, those who, sorry, those who do my commandments and obey, and obey them are the ones who love me. Ooh. I mean, that's, that's, that's quite a powerful scripture that to meditate on. Those who do my commandments and obey them are the ones who love me. God is saying, yeah, if you love me, you'll do what? You will obey my commandments. So what is this? This is how you behave day in and day out. You know, the truth is this. How do we, how do we behave when no one can see us? How do we behave when we have a situation where, and I mean, we were talking about it the other day. It's like, okay, now you, now you go to the supermarket and, you in the, and then the guy rings up and you pay and you walk out and you suddenly find he's giving you 50 rand extra. What do you do? <laughs> you gonna pray for Peter now? Can everybody gather around Peter and just pray for him? Hallelujah! <laughs> but what should we be doing to honor God? We should be what? We should be going back and giving that back to the teller. Correct. <laughs> you know, look, please, we have to intercede here, Peter. Peter. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Peter. Hallelujah. You can't be running out the shop, Peter. Going praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. <laughs> maybe, maybe it wasn't a good example for you, Peter. Peter, is there, is there one that you want to tell me about that I can actually use? <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Tuck the newspaper under his arm and leave. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, what, so what you're not meant to do is tuck the newspaper under your arm and leave. You're meant to pay for it. <laughs> they don't do it on purpose. Oh, oh, okay. All right. Well, thank goodness I don't really buy the newspaper, so I might do that as well. Well, it's yeah, 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 something like So, it's how we behave day in and day out, how we deal with our family when we're in public, how we conduct ourselves at the workplace. I mean, let's be honest, the workplace can also bring out the best and the worst in you. Am I right, Shafi? Eh? So it's, it's, it's how we conduct ourselves, you know. So very important to God is that we honor Him in what we do. Okay, I'm going to try to move along because I've got a lot to get through. Okay, the next one I want to deal with is honoring your spouse. And all the husbands and wives said, Amen. This is a very big one. Has, okay, so it says in 1 Peter 3 verse 7, from the New King James Version, it says, Husbands, give honor to the wife. And then Ephesians 5.33 says, from, says, Let the wife see that she respects her husband. So it says, yeah, Husbands, give honor to your wife. Wives, see that you respect your husband. An important question to reflect on is this that we need to reflect on us if we're married is, well, even if we're in a relationship, dating each other, about to get married, is that do we show honor to our husband or wife? Do we show them honor? You see, honor doesn't belittle or criticize, but builds up and doesn't tear down. Honor builds up. It doesn't tear down. 
you know, I was thinking about it, and I'm, I'm just going to be totally transparent here, but how easy it can happen. We were at worship on, what's it called, worship practice on Thursday. And we got Mother's Day coming on the 14th. Correct, 14th of May is Mother's Day. And we were talking about the offering, and then we actually discussed about who should do the offering. And then I immediately just jumped in and said to my wife, um, are you going to minister? Okay. Now, that in itself wasn't bad. But wasn't, what wasn't good is that I was being thoughtless. Because I didn't realize that that was the first Mother's Day that my wife is, being, is without her mother who passed away. So what I'm saying is that's an example of how we can just sometimes, as husbands, you know, that in itself is not honoring my wife. That's what I'm trying to say. So I had to actually go to her and say, I'm terribly sorry that I said that. I shouldn't, it was a bit thoughtless and it wasn't very kind. So in order to show honor to our spouse is to be her biggest, his or her biggest fan. It's a husband who puts his wife before himself in everything. It's a wife who doesn't just doesn't speak disrespectfully and who shows admiration for his good qualities. Far too often, you know, we all have this, when we become comfortable with one another, it becomes easier to be less considerate with one another. I mean, this is not just, doesn't just apply to marriage, it can apply to any relationship. But we become, you know, become very comfortable. However, God has commanded honor within the marriage, not only because it will bless both the husband, the wife, the children, grandchildren, and everyone else around them. But this is a key thing, brothers and sisters, because marriage is a type and shadow of Christ and the church. Marriage is a type and shadow of Christ and the church. And you know, it's so important that we actually do conduct ourselves in a manner between husband and wife that actually reflects Christ in everything that we do. Amen. The next one I want to deal with is honoring your parents. In Exodus 20 verse 12, it says, Honor your father and your mother so that you may live long in the land the Lord your God is giving you. Honor your father and your mother so that you may live long in the land the Lord your God is giving you. And, I'm, you know, this is amazing. This is one of the first promises where God says that we, if you honor your mother and father, I will actually bless you with long life. And I'll actually bless you. So I know that in the natural, that it can be a very difficult, very difficult situation. Because I know that a lot of people have been in abusive relationships with their parents. Um, you know, where it's been very difficult and challenging especially when you know if you've been raised in a negative and abusive environment it raises the question are all parents deserving of honor are all parents deserving of honor no okay i'm going to put that there in the natural no not all parents are deserving the key word there is deserving of honor but this is the key as well. Does God still command it? Yes. So how can we honor someone who's been cruel or who is no longer in relationship with us? Well, we're always able to honor our parents in our hearts. You know, that's such a vital thing is that even though you're in a situation where your relationship is not one that is healthy to be, I mean, to be honest, there's certain situations where you actually have to separate yourself from people because of the abusiveness of the relationship. I mean, that's a fact. But what it means is that you can still honor them, you can still love them, and you can still pray for them, and you can still make sure that you honor them with your mouth when you speak to other people. You don't have to go and say bad things about them to other people. doesn't mean that you have to. That, that would be honoring them. We're always able to honor our parents in our hearts. Always. Even if we cannot or do, not have a, or do not have a relationship with our parents, we can choose not to think or speak ill of them, no matter, what is, no matter what has happened. And another important key is we can forgive them. Forgive them. 
for any offenses and most importantly pray for them and brothers and sisters i urge you that if you have if you have anything against your your parents i really do if you if you if you if you have unforgiveness in your heart towards anyone go before god and forgive them because you know unforgiveness is a stumbling block and God tells us, you know, that before we even pray, if we have ought against our brother and sister, we should actually make sure we forgive them. Because if we don't forgive them, it's actually a prayer blocker for us. And that's an important thing to understand. The fourth one I'm going to deal with, so I'm actually moving through this quite quickly and um, paraphrasing because there's a lot of notes and I just want to actually get this out today. The fourth one I want to deal with is honor those that are older. Now, sometimes people think that, you know, older means it's someone that is like me. No, I'm joking. That is older. But the point is that there's always someone older than you. You know, so even, even as a teenager, you can have an older brother. So it's not just talking about older people from, the, from a perspective of, of being old in age. It's actually meaning... There's always going to be someone that is actually older than you. But in Leviticus 19, verse 32, it says, You shall rise up before the grey-headed and honor the aged. You know, the reality is there's been an alarming decline of respect for older people in this nation. It's been, it's, 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 it's rough. I mean, you don't find people respecting their elders anymore. You find, you don't, you know, you find that You'll have people just pushing older people out the way, disrespecting them, not treating them with the honor that they actually deserve. I mean, I mean, an entire generation, in honesty, has determined that they know it all and assume they know more than those who have gone before them. And brothers and sisters, that's a very dangerous thing. Learn from those that have gone before you. Learn from people that have experienced stuff in their lives. And particularly in the body of Christ, we need to go to people, our brothers and sisters that are that have actually walked the walk, that are that have actually gone a journey, that have actually overcome battles in the spirit and have fought through stuff. And actually go and learn from them. Go and learn from them. Don't disrespect them. Don't think you just know better. And maybe you do know better. Maybe you do know better. But we need to show respect to our elders. Amen. We cannot show disrespect. We need to show respect and honor where it's due. You see, one such area is in which the Bible has commanded is honoring those who are older than we are. Older than we are. This is a critical area of obedience for every age. There's always someone, like I said, there's always someone older than you. And they deserve honor. Amen. What does it look like to honor those who are older? We need to be patient on the road. Oh, man, I'm challenged with that one. You know, I always used to joke about, you know, when I see the purple tint, I want to like, you know what I'm saying? Older people on the roads can be a, can be a real challenge, but we need to be patient with them. Make friendly conversations in public. Mm, look, I'm, I'm challenged with this as well, you know, but um, does it really hurt us actually speaking to someone that's older than us in a way that actually maybe, maybe that's the only conversation they're going to have, you know? So make friendly conversations in public. Help them to load groceries into their car. Mow an older neighbor's yard. Invite them to lunch or to have tea or coffee in our home. And the other key thing, brothers and sisters, is that certain people, when they reach a certain age and they're old, they just want someone to listen to them. They just want to be able to talk. So you know what? Honor them by sitting down and talking to them. You know, seek their advice. Respect their experience. And you know what? Speak kindly to them. All of this might seem very difficult in the natural, and it is. But we can do all things. Through Christ, who strengthens us. Amen. The next one that I know a lot of us struggle with is honor your boss. 
In 1 Peter 2.18 it says, Servants, be submissive to your masters, not only to the good and gentle, but also to the harsh. Wow. So it's telling us to be submissive to our masters, not only the good and gentle, but also to the harsh. So 1 Peter 2.18 is God is commanding us to give due respect and honor to our masters or our employers. In 1 Timothy 6.1, we see this mentioned again. All who under the yoke as slaves are to regard their own masters as worthy of all honor, so that the name of God and our doctrine will not be spoken against. And you might say, Rick, that's very tough. Yes, it is very tough. But we're called to be in the world, not of the world. We are called to be different in the workplace. So the purpose of honor is to stand out as God's children among those in the world. You see, there are plenty of people who show dishonor to employers. But we shine his light when we honor and submit to those. Excuse me. Forward. Feel free. We're going to honor you from the back. <laughs> <laughs> Amen, Fred. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. See, there's enough people that dishonor and show dishonor to employers, but we need to shine his light. And we do this when we honor and submit to those in authority over us. Amen. So, what I'm about to highlight now is not easy, but please notice that we are to give reverence and honor, not only to the good bosses and gentle masters, but also to the harsh, unfair, and unpleasant. When we treat this honorable boss or superior with honor, we will find favor with God. I mean, that's a key thing, brothers and sisters. You know, God doesn't tell us to do stuff without something that's going to actually, there's always a plus side with God. There's always an upside with God. So God says when we humble ourselves and we treat our bosses with honor and we treat them with respect, we'll find favor with Him. You know, we don't even have to stay working there unless God tells us to. But as long as we work there, we need to be subject to Him and serve Him in a manner that glorifies our Heavenly Father. Amen. Serve your, your boss, your employer, in a manner that glorifies our Heavenly Father. I know it's challenging, brothers and sisters, but these are the standards that we call to. And if we're going to walk in honor and be obedient to God's word, this is what we've got to do. Number six, we're nearly there. Honor church leaders. How are we doing time-wise? You're doing good. Honor church leaders. Honor those who are your leaders in the Lord's work. That's from 1 Thessalonians 5 verse 12. This is an area that needs serious correction in the lives of many believers. It is never acceptable to criticize, gossip, or make cutting remarks about a pastor, minister, or church leader, as these acts are in direct disobedience to the word of God. The scripture above continues on, and if you read in verse 13, it says, They work hard among you and warn you against all that is wrong. Think highly of them and give them your wholehearted love because they are straining to help you. That's from the TLB, the Living Bible. Now, I know, this, I know that that can be hard. It can be very hard because in the natural a lot of us have experienced situations in all of our lives where we've been really hurt by church leaders. You know, we've really been hurt. But it's not about the fact of whether we've been hurt or not. It's about what does the Word of God say. And the Word of God tells us to honor church leaders. He has a short list of what it looks like to honor church leaders. We mustn't speak critically about them in public or private. We mustn't talk or play around on our cell phone during their teaching. <laughs> unless, you're, unless you're using your WhatsApp. Unless, unless, you're, just take, unless you're taking notes and um, using the Bible app. 
you look going, I wish I could shut up. I want to go and... Um, <laughs> uh, that coffee's sounding good. I mean, he's been going on for at least half an hour now. Would you please, could you please, you know what I mean? We understand that. I mean, I've fallen asleep a couple of times. Oh, I didn't say that. <laughs> Hallelujah. Okay. We should open doors for them. If we see a need, meet it. We should recognize them on their birthdays. We shouldn't criticize their salaries or their positions. You know, that's, that is a, that's one that is quite a challenging one. And that happens very often in the body of Christ. You know, and we, we shouldn't do that. I mean, you know, why is it okay for um, someone that's running a, a business to be driving a nice car, but suddenly when the pastor drives a nice car, we get very upset, you know? Or we shouldn't be doing that. You know, it's different if, if, if money's been taken and misappropriated and not used for the things it should be used for, but we shouldn't be criticizing and... <coughs> And if, I mean, also, if there's been, if there's not good governance and money's not being misused and not being used properly, that's a different story. But let's not criticize their salaries or their positions. Surely we should want, we should actually get excited. This is what I'm trying to say. But God is not a respective person. So if God blesses someone, brothers and sisters, we must actually rejoice because that means that we will also be blessed. And you would want your pastor to be blessed because why? That means that God is... That, that blessing flows down. That blessing flows down. It should. Amen. If we've been missing it in this area, we need to repent and we need to begin to honor our church leaders today. And I do understand, I'm saying this again, I do understand it because there's been a lot of spiritual abuse in the body of Christ. There's been a lot of people I know that even people sitting out that actually have been spiritually abused by leaders. And that's not good. But it doesn't, but it still doesn't mean that we shouldn't honor church leaders because that's what God is commanding us to do in his word. He's telling us to honor the church leaders. Right, seven, honor government officials. Whoa. I mean, let's be honest, in South Africa, that's very difficult. Very, very difficult. I'm going to read to you from Romans 13, verses 1 to 2. It says this, Let every soul be subject to the governing authorities. For there is no authority except from God. And the authorities that exist are appointed by God. Therefore, whoever resists the authority resists the ordinance of God. Not me saying it, it's the word of God saying it. So Romans 13 verses 1 to 2 is a command and not a suggestion. 1 Peter 2.17 says, confirms that we are to show respect. That's a scripture I started off with. It says, show respect to everyone. Love the family of believers. Fear God. Honor the emperor. Authorities. I know this raises a much debated issue. Because the first question that comes into our head is, what about ungodly authority? Correct. What about ungodly authority? In dealing with this issue, we have to consider David and Saul. David's path to becoming king hinged on one thing, and that was honor. I mean, Saul was, if you were, I mean, he was behaving, he wasn't a godly king. But he was appointed by God. So David's path to becoming king hinged on one thing, and that was honor. David lived up to the test in that he refused to dishonor Saul, even when Saul was after his life. David chose to honor the position. Oh, this is so powerful. David chose to honor the position over the person because he knew that by doing so, he was showing honor to God. It is important to be reminded that God does not hold us blameless for dishonoring those in authority. I mean, that is such that's a hectic truth, but God doesn't hold us blameless for dishonoring those in authority. 
He declares that there will be a punishment for those who follow the corrupt desires of the flesh and despise authority. That's in 2 Peter 2, 9, verse 9 to 10. 2 Peter 2, 9 to 10. It says, those who follow the corrupt desire of the flesh and despise authority, there will be punishment for them. I don't know about you, but, um, you know, I want to honor God. I want to honor God. And that's why we started off with a very important thing. We have to honor God. Because once we honor God, it all flows from there. Because then we're able to walk in honor in these situations. Because, let's be honest, in the natural, this is a very, very difficult thing to do. In this country, at the moment, this is a very difficult thing to do. We just have to drive on our roads. We just have to look at all the abuse that's happening in terms of government and corruption and funds. But we, if we really believe, who in this, who's sitting here today and by way of the life feed believes that God is in control of everything? Who believes that God is all-powerful, all-seeing, all-knowing? Well, then if we believe that, then we've got to believe that God is not confused. So if God is in control and He is all-powerful, all-knowing, all-seeing, and we have a government in place, do we not believe that that government is actually... You think God's confused by that government being there? See, one way we can honor government officials is by refusing to speak against any of them. Oh, man. That's hard. I mean, did I hear an Aish? I heard a couple of Aishas. But why do we want to do this? I mean, if we want to see blessing and prosperity in our life, we mustn't block it. I repeat that again. We mustn't block it by dishonoring those in authority. Instead, we need to obey. Like it says in 1 Timothy 2 verses 1 to 2, and pray for them that we may have peace in our land. Doesn't the word of God say that? If we want peace in our land, we need to honor those in authority and we need to pray for them. Amen. It's gone very quiet in this place today. I'm going to move right along. I'm not hearing a whole lot of hallelujahs. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. It's okay. You know, these are things that God wants us to deal with. He just wants us to deal with it in our own hearts. You know, that's what we got to do. No one can tell you how to do it. God, that God will. Amen. Number eight, we need to honor the police and military. <laughs> we have a lot of charismatic laughing going on here, of course. Hallelujah. We don't know whether people are laughing or crying. Hallelujah. This is what you've left Tesco Mart. <laughs> Oh, just remember to cut that off the live feed. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, we'll be cut off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we don't want to be cut off. Okay, so honor the police and the military. Romans 13, the 7 does say, give respect and honor to those who are in authority. I mean, let's be honest, there's a lack of respect and honor for our police and military. You know, we do have those in these positions that have behaved dishonorably and continue to do so. But that does not justify a lack of honor for all of those who serve in these positions. Because I can tell you there are many, many people that serve in the military and serve in the police that are actually very honorable and are very, very, very godly, love Jesus and behave in an honorable way and do care about us. But unfortunately, we do have those that don't. But we cannot paint everybody with the same brush, correct? Amen. It's hard. It's hard. You know, if you look at Jesus, and this is something that brought it into perspective for me. Jesus even prayed for the soldiers who nailed him to the cross, saying, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they're doing. In Luke 23, 34, Father, forgive them. For they don't know what they are doing. By praying for them, 
He showed honour to the soldiers who mistreated him, falsely accused him, humiliated him, and ultimately killed him. So even in that situation, Jesus showed honour to those soldiers. I mean, you just have to go and look at what they did to him, how they treated him, and he still showed them honour. As believers, we should be conscious to never speak against our police or military. As a general rule, they serve, protect, and risk their lives for us, and therefore should be honoured. I know that in our current environment, this is a major challenge. But be a blessing and thank them for their service. And you know, I must tell you, it works. And it's hard, but I mean, I remember I had to go and get, I had to go to the Honeydew police station. And I must tell you, when you walk in there with the right attitude, and you walk in there with the attitude that you're not going to be disrespectful, you're actually going to honor them. You get, you actually get a, a much, you get a different result. You really do. And you know, it's because the truthfully, we can't sit saying because you know, that cop had tried to take money from you at a, a now they're all bad. No, I mean, we've got to be able to teach each situation and actually honor them, regardless. Regardless. See, in doing so, we will be obeying, and this is a key thing, we will be obeying God's word. And it will be well-pleasing to him. I mean, in all of us, that's what it's about. It's about us obeying God's word, honoring him, because in doing so, he is going to be well pleased with us and he's going to honor us. Okay, let's move along to one that's more, more, um, brings more excitement, I think. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> right, um, number nine honor your children. The Word of God tells us in Ephesians 6 verse 4, it says, Do not provoke your children to anger by the way you treat them. <laughs> Ephesians 6 verse 4 says, Do not provoke your children to anger by the way you treat them. You might think of honor as putting someone in a position of authority above yourself. But honor is to be extended in every direction. Amen. To honor also means to value. To honor means to value. And you know what? Children should be greatly valued by society and their parents. Children should be greatly valued. So how do we honor our children? We honor them by showing them affection. Spending quality time with them. Speaking words of affirmation to them, oh, brothers and sisters, you know, that's something I really have in my heart is we need to speak words of affirmation to our children. Amen. Do not tell your children, oh, you know, you're useless. How could you do that? You're never going to amount to anything. I don't know if any of you have had that spoken over your lives, but we break that now in Jesus' name. Amen. We break that because we need to affirm our children and as Believers, we should be affirming them. And how do we affirm them? By declaring the word of God over their lives. We need to make, we need to make our children a priority in our lives. Now, I'm not saying you make your children a priority before, your, before God and your spouse. But you make them a priority in your life. We need to discipline them appropriately. And, you know, this is something that's got very confused in, in the modern society. But the Word of God tells us when you spare the rod, you spoil the child. Now, I'm not talking about being abusive and beating your children in abusive fashion. But uh, I don't know about you, but I can tell you, giving your kid a few smacks doesn't actually um, uh, really hurt them. It actually brings them into correction. Now, it's, it's when we become abusive, that's a problem. We also honor our children by teaching them what it means to show honor. That is something very important. We need to train up our children the way they should go. 
because they won't depart from it. So let's honor our children by teaching them what it means to show honor. We need to teach them to respect God, their parents, elders, teachers, police officers, etc. We also need to teach them simple principles such as this. When they use something that belongs to someone else, that they wash it, clean it. If they, for example, get older and they use a car, fill it with petrol when they give it back. If they broke, break it, fix it. Even if they didn't break it, make sure it goes back better than when they got it. The principle is that whatever we borrow, return it in a better condition than when we got it. Another basic principle of honor to teach a model before our children is, ooh, don't lie. Don't lie. And you know, the partial truth is not the truth. Don't lie. We must not lie to our children because what are we actually teaching them? We're teaching them that lying is acceptable. And then we, then we get wonder why then suddenly our children are lying. We, no. The most dishonorable thing we can do is to misrepresent or distort the truth. If children see their parents cheating or lying, what do we think they will end up doing? It's time to bring honor back. And it begins by teaching and modeling honor at home. Moving along. So I know this has been, a, these kind of messages are tough messages, I know. But, you know, I believe what God is doing and what God is wanting us to do at Lapion Church initially in his building phases, because, you know, we've only been open three months. But what the Lord laid in our hearts is that we need to start bringing, going back to sort of foundational stuff. We need to start going back to basics. We need to start bringing stuff that, you know, the word of God tells us it's the small foxes that spoil the vine. And what we need to do is we need to bring ourselves into line with the Word of God in every area that impacts our lives. Because that's how we walk in victory. That's how we actually see the blessings of God flowing through our lives to others, is when we walk according to His plans and His purposes, according to this, the manual, the Word of God. It's not about what we think, it's about what the Word of God thinks, says about everything. Amen. The last one I'm going to deal with this morning, number 10, on honor, and then is honor others before yourself. Honor others before yourself. Romans 12.10 from NIV says, honor one another above yourselves. See, honoring others is not always about position, but it's about walking in love towards all people. Jesus said that we are to love the Lord our God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength. And love our neighbor as ourself. That's Mark 12, 30 to 31. When we honor others before ourselves in every situation, we will show God's love to the world. That's where the concept, well, what God dropped into our hearts, and that's why we call ourselves Love Beyond Church. Because when we, our love has to be beyond a Sunday church service. Our love needs to be something that we take out. Wherever we are, whatever we do, whatever our position is in the marketplace, whatever we are doing, we need to take His love out there. We need to show people His love. And in doing so, we honor them. Amen. You see, we want to be a living testimony of who He is. A living testimony of who He is. This can be a real test of the world. But I can tell you this. There is an excellent reward. There's an excellent reward for those who crucify the flesh to obey God's command to love and honor others. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Andre, do you want to?
So I'll just close with a bit of ministry. Um, but before we go into ministry, with every head bowed and every eye closed, people watching by way of the feed, if there's anybody that's sitting here this morning and if, they were to, if you were to die right now, you don't know where you're going. You're not sure that you're going to heaven. If that is you, please raise your hand. Okay, we could just pray this prayer. Lord Jesus, I believe you are the Son of God. I believe you died on the cross. And I believe you've risen from the dead. I believe that you are seated at the right hand of the Father. I accept you as my Lord and my Savior. I turn from my wicked ways. And I turn towards you. And from this day forward, I will live for you. You are my Lord and Savior. Amen. Hallelujah. If that was you and you gave and you said this prayer and you want, please make touch with us. Our details are on the, should be on the live feed. You'll be able to contact. Those details will be put up. Um, and anybody sitting here that would like to discuss it more, if you've actually just recently given your life to Jesus, please feel free. We'll be able to give you stuff to read. Um, be able to talk to you, walk with you, disciple with you, and make sure that you have, you're able to grow in Jesus. Amen. And just before we go into a time of ministry, um, as like Andre said, he said, you know, if, if you feel you need to get up and leave and we're not finished, then by all means, just stand up and you're able to, you know, you can just leave. No one's going to, no one looks at you and goes, why are you leaving? You understand? This is between you and Jesus. So, um, but before we do that, I just want to, I just want, sorry, I just want to say that what we are doing, please watch, as you know, we've got a Facebook page, we've got a YouTube channel, it's YouTube channel where all the uh, sermons are placed. Um, we also have a website. Please go on that website because we also then are going to be advertising certain events that are happening. Um, there's, there's one thing that very, I'm very excited about is the Lord's laid in my heart to do a course on kingdom finance. Um, that course is going to be starting in June. That's going to be running for four weeks. It'll be uh, four two-hour sessions. Um, so go jump on the website and you'll be able to see exactly where it will be happening. We're trusting that we're actually going to do it in the church. So we'll be doing it here, for example, um, I haven't decided exactly which day it will be in the week, but it will run for, we'll probably start at about half past six and run until um, eight o'clock, half past six, half past seven, eight o'clock, yeah. Um, so it will be, it, uh, you know, also Lord Lord my heart initially it will be, um, we're going to build on it, but the initial course is going to be an introduction into kingdom finance and what does it mean to actually live and um, your life in line with God's word when it comes to finances. Amen. So I don't know if any of you are excited about that, but I think it's going to be something that's really going to add value. And if you're actually keen to come on the course, please get hold of us because obviously we want to make sure that um, we do have enough because I know that people that are going to come won't necessarily be in our church yet. Amen. But we trust they will be in church in our church after that. Amen. Hallelujah. So, Father, I just thank you, Lord, for this time. I thank you for your word that went forth this morning, Father. And I just thank you, Father, that what a privilege and an honor it is to be able to share your word. I thank you, Father, that I was able to share your word this morning, Father. I thank you, Lord, that despite the fact that I, I was able to share it. Thank you, Jesus. So, Father, I just thank you, Lord, that every heart that you prepared that has received this word, Father, that it will bear much fruit, Father, 30, 60, 100-fold, Father. And, Father, I lift up each and every person that's seated here today and by way of the life feed, Father, and I thank you that as they go into the week, Father, they will experience your goodness. They will experience your provision, Father. I thank you, Father, that they will experience your overflow, Father. I thank you, Lord, that every need will be met. Every need, Father. Financial, physical, emotional, spiritual. 
every need will be met because that is who you are, Father. You are our provider. In Jesus' name, amen.